Greetings, fellow visitors. This is Upgrade Terminal, a Star of Providence fancast. I'm Malachi. And I'm Nick. Welcome back to the facility. Today, it's finally time for another fan writing episode. This piece is actually brought to life by friends of the show Paper Lore and Lilac Vert Olagochi. I want to thank them very much for participating in this once again. But this piece was written by Nick, and it was actually commissioned by me. Yeah, this is a piece that I wrote in January of 2021. And Malachi came to me with an interesting, interesting little prompt for a story. Do you, do you remember what the prompt was? I think it was just write a conversation between two NPCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't specify which two NPCs or what the conversation was about, just write two NPCs having a conversation. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> and yeah, so then I put out this roughly 1,000-word piece, which is just a ghost and a skull having a conversation about the afterlife and how absurd it all is. You know, Nick and I talked a lot about a conundrum that we face as Mm -hmm. the creators of this podcast and also as fan writers, which is we want to feature fan writing on the pod, on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But there just isn't a lot of fan writing out there. So originally we wanted to try and avoid using any of our own writing, but there's not really any way around that because not enough of you are writing star Providence fan fiction. Yeah, guilt trip the audience. Yeah, that, it's it's your fault, works. listeners. It's your fault. <laughs> On a slightly more serious note, though, is that we do want more fan writing to exist because we, as writers ourselves, we feel it is an interesting and fascinating medium through which to tell stories and mm-hmm. to explore people's idea of what the Star of Providence universe is like and what it's filled with. And... We feel that there could be a lot more of it out there, but for one reason or another, it just hasn't happened. And originally, we were hesitant to include our own writing because, you know, it's our own podcast and we'd be shilling out our own stuff. And it would Mm -hmm. feel like there would be perhaps a conflict of interest, that we would not be biased, that we would not be sort of celebrating the works of others and instead just, you know praising ourselves for such a good work we did on on our podcast oh isn't that great (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely would be a weird feeling but you know we kind of worked through that because that's not the goal and i think that um, listeners of the podcast will know that uh, we're making this and we're writing about the game because because we truly love it Mm -hmm. and so because that's where we're coming from we eventually came around to feeling a little bit more comfortable about using some of our own creations and I think the way that I convinced myself to be comfortable about it is that if our goal is there to be more fan writing, mm-hmm. it would be it would only make sense that we use this platform that we have to encourage it and to talk about our own writing, not to praise it, but just sort of to be open about ourselves, the, our thinking, our process and sort of be more transparent about it and hopefully inspire other people to do fan writing of their own. 
it doesn't mean you have to do the fan writing we would do or in our style or using our own head cannons, but just we want this to be something that is we don't want it to be something that we hide away and we don't talk about and oh hush hush it's like no let's let's talk about it let's be open about it and hopefully this will be one of the ways in which we encourage the creation of more writing in the community yeah well said so for now we'll play the piece and we'll see you on the other side of it Absurd Afterlife, commissioned by Echofar, written by Nick. What did you think death was going to be like? The ghost asked the skull as it hovered next to it. I don't know. The skull replied, hesitating for a moment. Hmm. Not this, that's for sure. The ghost floated around the sealed room silently, trying to think of what conversation to make. The other ghosts were still sleeping in the corner, snoring like whistles. I always thought that it'd just be nothing, you know? Like, sleeping, only you don't have any dreams. Forever. The skull remained silent, pensive. Honestly, that sounds kind of lame. I much prefer this. Really? This? Yeah, it's neat. The ghost was incredulous. You think you're being doomed to haunt an evil facility for eternity, brought back after every defeat, commanded by a cult of wizards, routinely blown up for scrap, is neat. Really? The skull's eye sockets stared blankly at the ghost. I mean, I got cool skull powers. I can shoot from my mouth. It opened its mouth and out came a bright projectile until it hit the wall and fizzled unceremoniously. And I can float. Sure beats the boredom of the nothingness of death. The ghost seemed utterly unmoved by the argument. Doing the same things over and over again sounds like the worst fate to me. Eh... Not worse than when I was alive. The ruined wasteland wasn't a great place anyway. You gotta admit, this facility in the middle of it is way more exciting than anything out there. The ghost resorted to hovering by the wall and facing away, clearly not very interested in the conversation anymore. Since the two of them were stuck in this room, the skull figured it might as well try to get along better. Look, I get that this deal isn't what everyone wanted. And I hear others got much better forms, like giant ghosts or little hermit-looking dudes. But this is our life now, right? Uh, I mean, unlife. Afterlife. So, best we can do is enjoy it. Enjoying your cool ghost powers. I didn't get any powers. I just float and try to touch whoever invades this place because we're commanded to. Right. The skull didn't want to admit its embarrassment. Truth be told, it did seem underwhelming. The sympathetic pause gave way to an awkward silence, only the gentle whistling of sleeping ghosts and the gentle hum of the facility to fill the air. The skull piped up. Is this what they meant when they say that the universe is absurd? 
The ghost couldn't help but face the skull, and if it had eyebrows, it would have raised one. What? What do you mean? Right, um... I don't remember this very well, but I remember reading somewhere that life, or was it the universe? One of those, it's absurd. How we want to find answers to difficult questions, but life won't give us any. We're gonna keep looking, even if we know we won't find it. The ghost had no idea how to respond. The conversation had become too deep all of a sudden, a complete curveball. I'm not sure I really understand what that means, though. The skull continued. Personally, I always thought it meant that the universe had a sense of humor, and that we were the punchline. It added as the rocket embedded where its neck used to be, propelled it closer to the ghost. Well, this afterlife certainly feels like a bad joke. Some part of the ghost's soul remembered what it felt like to sigh in resignation. <sighs> or like some necromage is laughing at us every time we die and come back. Could be. In that case, best we can do is try and laugh too. If we're stuck in a shitty place, we can at least make the most of it. It's not a bad perspective. It's just hard to think like that every time I get pulverized. I think you just gotta get used to it. The skull absent-mindedly started humming with its little rocket exhaust for a moment. Hey, what do you think about them? Them who? The ones who keep coming in and shooting us. Why are they doing that? That's a good question, but I have no idea. Same reason I don't know why we're ordered to destroy them. If I had to guess, we're just... unwilling soldiers in a conflict that we don't understand. The skull remained quiet for a moment. You know, you're right. This afterlife is sounding very similar to life after all. And the universe is still laughing at us for it. Ain't it the truth? The skull was staring at one of the four doors again, long ago abandoning any concerns about trying to open it from inside. Bet you they're nice people too. Maybe they're also doing this against their will on some mission to fight the cult or rescue something that got lost here. Does it matter? We can't talk to them. Uh, just because we can't talk to them doesn't mean they can't be nice people. It makes no difference to us. Were you always this much of a party pooper in life? The ghost was caught off guard, and no words came out as the skull turned to look at it. Even with no eyes or muscles, the ghost could tell exactly what expression the skull had in mind. The thought of it, and the sudden shift in mood, and it couldn't stop themselves from chuckling a little bit. <laughs> you know, you're better than I gave you credit for. You're alright, you big dumb skull. <laughs> you too, you meter little ghost. You just, like, gotta remember. If the universe is laughing at us with all the crap it's been thrown our way, learn to laugh with it. It doesn't make things make more sense, but you sure take it a lot better. The ghost nodded with its ghostly form. Laugh at the absurdity of the world. I can do that. And it gave a tiny smile to the skull. Hell yeah. It was right then that the door next to them opened and a wild spray of fireballs rushed in and promptly incinerated them both, their ashes falling to the floor. The ship flew past them, burnt the other ghosts who'd just woken up, and continued onto the next room without pause or acknowledgement. 
Talk to you again soon, little ghosty. me about the prompt and I did some thinking about where my mind was at when I originally commissioned this. And in past episodes, we've talked a lot about the gaps left in the Star of Providence story by the developers and how mm -hmm. that leaves room for the imagination. And there is a lot going on with the NPCs in this game and not very much is said about mm -hmm. their thinking. One of the only pieces of insight we get is with um, blast core in the hub in the hub yes yeah correct but uh specifically blast core is kind of commenting on their existence within the facility yeah the first interaction they say i've been exploding for so long i can recall not else my life is a waking nightmare <laughs> so it was actually this character that kind of inspired me to give you this prompt because i find the interaction with blast core really fascinating and uh I think you can make a, a world richer by kind of going off the beaten path and, it, you know, not following around the main characters, but kind of exploring the everyday lives of the denizens of, of the place itself. So that was kind of my thinking behind it. Oh, no, I totally get it because, like you said, there's a lot of gaps left in the story. There's a lot of open questions. And mm -hmm. I think I might have said this before, but part of the way in which that happens is that you tell a story in such a way that you create a bit of a negative space. You you put forward to the player that all of these things exist, but you don't go into detail about them. So there are elements there that are incomplete. And yeah. sometimes the imagination will compel you to try and fill in those blanks or that negative space in whichever way fancies you. So you're like, well... You know, if I don't know what that is like, well, what do I imagine that would be like? You know, how would I, how would I complete this story? You know, because yeah. in a sense, the story, the story of what happens in the game, that's already told by the game. You know what happens. It's all the other stuff around it that you don't know, and that you're like, this is where I can come in and tell that story, even if it's not the official story. It is a opportunity for me to come up with a story to tell. So I, I had some questions to ask you about this piece, Nick, because even though I commissioned it and I've obviously read it, I don't think I ever asked you any of the questions that I have about it. So the first one is what made you choose the ghost and the skull as the characters for the story? So as we were saying, this whole thing about negative space and telling, telling the stories that the game doesn't tell. Mm -hmm. At this point, I had already given plenty of thought to all of the prominent characters in the game. You know, things like Null and D13, the Council, Kleiner's Bloke, you know. These are all characters that we already know to some extent and we know what they're like. Yeah. But I had not really been challenged or asked to write a story using very common enemies, as common as a ghost in a skull. And I'm like, that seems like it could be an interesting idea, like to try and come up with what topics could such basic enemies talk about, you know, mm -hmm. things that you encounter right at the start and then you just destroy without a second thought. What what do they talk about? Or like what 
what thoughts of their own do they have? Yeah, well, they they ostensibly spend a lot of time just hanging out in those rooms. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that they are in such an unprivileged position, like that they're not they're not ordinate or overlord or nightmare, like it they're means pawns. that. Yeah, essentially, and the, the, it means that they are not intimidating and intimidating and overpowering encounters, but it's something just much more humble and mundane. They don't have a lot going for them, so that's part of the the challenge of writing for them. Mm -hmm. You felt bad for him. You're like, ah. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say I felt bad, but I felt like, you know. I, I like the possibility that using these characters was an intriguing proposition that allowed me to do some speculative world building about some of the less flashy parts of this world and think about all the little things that inhabit the facility. Yeah. And because they were so simple, I had to sort of grant them personalities that just weren't visible in game. It's not like kindness or in which you know what they're like, or Warden, you know what they're about. In here, they're a blank slate. Yeah. I, I just like the... Ch it's basically just a sense of, like, what do I have to come up with instead of just using something that is already constructed? Their conversation turns towards philosophy, specifically absurdism. What made you want to incorporate that? So what made me use absurdism as the subject of the conversation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, as we said, there are two pawns who spend most of their time just idle in a room. Yeah, I, I would hope the the ones in the archives are probably they've got stuff to read at least, right? Maybe. Well, <laughs> these ones are stuck in the excavation, so it's That's true. <laughs> Sorry, and I'm like, okay, if you have two long dead souls and they're just stuck here, what could they really talk about? Like, like you have to imagine, like. Enough time has passed and they're just so bored mm -hmm. that, you know, like, well, it, it just sounds like a really boring existence for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if you're stuck for a long time in such a small space and you're bored and you probably are stuck with like other souls that maybe you don't get along with, as is the case here, mm -hmm. you're just like... I figured they would eventually hit a point where they would start pondering existential questions and trying to make sense of like, why are they here in this world that is scarred and has left them where they are? Like, there's not a lot of else going on for them beyond just thinking about it. So the my logic was that eventually they would hit upon how absurd, and I don't mean absurd in the comments, but absurd in the more philosophical sense, how, how absurd the situation is. Yeah, as you're explaining that, it makes sense. Uh, I, I'm trying to think, I was trying to think in my life times where I've had deeper conversations. Mm -hmm. And one of the most common, two of the most common places, the first is uh, when I'm in the woods or in the mountains, and I don't have cell phones and computers and things to distract me, right? It's just me. I'm there hiking with people, uh, sitting around a campfire, you know, camping in a tent. There's like all, all there is to do is talk. And, and a lot of times conversations do turn, uh, to, to deeper things, you know, mm -hmm. the other is like on road trips when you're in a car 
you know, and you mm-hmm. finally, you get tired of listening to music and the hum of the highway and it's like, you start talking about deeper things. But yeah, so that, that makes a lot of sense. And also, mm-hmm. it just felt to me slightly amusing to have these very silly, very cute en- enemies and imagine them talking about very heavy and philosophical topics. Yeah. Right? Topics that are, compl- for the most part, completely unrelated to anything that's present in the game itself. Like, you're encouraged to destroy them without a second thought. Yeah. But the idea that they're talking about these very complicated topics, you know, and it's funny and perhaps it would be a bit impactful to consider that all these souls once had thoughts and ideas and perhaps they still do. And yeah. I wanted to instill a bit of a little bit of sonder on those who've played the game already. Yeah, well, that's exactly what Blastcore does. You know, it's like, oh, oh, my gosh, this person. <laughs> This used to be a person. So mm-hmm. your piece kind of leans into that uh, mm-hmm. really well. What are your thoughts on the theory of absurdism? Mm-hmm. Well, the conversation between the two NPCs kind of shows you a little bit about my personal perspective on the matter. Like, So, so, so to make sure we're all clear, um, absurdism is broadly speaking, the notion that the universe is innately meaningless and there is no reason as to why the world exists and why we exist in it, you know? Mm -hmm. That there's no overarching explanation. It's just all chance and circumstance and chaos, you know? Not not just that the answer is unavailable to us, just that it doesn't exist at all. Yeah. And here's what I want to also make a make another clarification that you have absurdism and then you have the two branches, which is nihilism and existentialism. Mm -hmm. Nihilism says that not only has no meaning being provided to us by the universe, but that it is pointless to seek for meaning, that there can never be any meaning. Yes. That's not my perspective on the matter. That's not what I think. I am instead what can be called an existentialist which says that meaning may not have been granted to us and it all just may be circumstance and chaos, but we Mm -hmm. can still construct meaning for ourselves and that the pursuit and the creation of our own meaning, our own purpose is valuable. That's what represents my thoughts on absurdism, right? I want it to not be just a pessimistic thing of like, oh, well, it's all pointless. So what does it matter? It's like, no, you build your own purpose in the world. You make it yourself. You find your own source of joy in it, which is yeah. why I didn't want this story to be such a bummer to read through. I'm like, I don't want this just to be sad and sour for no reason. I want it to be like, these two can still find something to enjoy, even if it's just each other in a, in a certain way. Yeah. That's that's really what I liked about it is it kind of walks that line. It isn't nihilistic. They're kind of like, wow, what is the meaning here? But in the end, it's kind of like this acceptance of their fate and like, hey, you know what? We're going to go on trying to have a good time anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you were to ever write another piece in this kind of style, like two enemies in the facility conversing with one another, uh, what additional two characters would you be interested in exploring? See, this is a tricky question for me because the type of fan fiction that I usually like to write is the kind where the characters are already established to some degree, 
to imagine what their interactions would be like based on what we do know. Mm-hmm. So if I had, if I was to start with enemies that are a big, bit of a blank slate, I tend to struggle a bit, or I'm indecisive. I just don't know what to do here. Like it was a challenge for me to come up with this, and you know, I, so I tend to write, want to write more about things like about the main characters themselves, pilots as I think of them. That's what I want to do, but I would also maybe want to write about the council, you know, members of the council discussing with one another what happened because we don't, we don't know. And I'm almost certainly not going to get it right, but it's still fun to think like, what, how did the seven mages talk to each other and interact with each other in the face of their pursuit for the power eternal and the collapse thereafter? Yeah, that would be awesome. Keep mm-hmm. thinking about that. I hope I, I hope we see that piece someday. Well, keep letting it cook. I don't have any concrete ideas right now. To be completely honest with you, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have like a, I don't have like a list full of ideas. Really, I'm, I'm more just my mind is most often on the main characters themselves because I just want to know what the playable characters are like, and I would also like to write about them more. But I always have to walk the fine line between canon and headcanon. And it depends where I want to land on that spectrum. Yeah. That's actually one thing I'm really excited about in the update. Because if the latest trailer uh, is anything to go on, there's going to be some developments in the story that uh, could lead to some new fan writing ideas. So, Oh, definitely. Especially from you. Thanks so much for listening to our Star Province fancast. Big thanks to Garo Sloth for allowing us to use his music and sound effects. And thanks to Nobonoko for the use of the song What Is Life Like for a Planarian? You can find Garo's Laws and Nobonobo's music on their Bandcamp pages. We will link to their pages in the show notes. And another big thank you to Paperlore and Lilac slash Taylor for bringing these characters to life and taking the time to voice them. Thank you, guys. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, you can reach out to us on our Discord server. We'll post the server link in the show description as well. And there you will find fellow pilots to talk with and discuss the show. Thanks for listening. We'll hope you'll join us next time. This is what you came for, isn't it? So be it.